Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast, episode number 19. I'm your host, Jennifer Jelliff Russell. On today's show, I will be interviewing Wendy Izell, who is a licensed clinical mental health counselor and reproductive coach. We're going to be discussing her Go Find Out journey of creating fertile affirmations, which are a mindfulness-based tool providing motivation and support for individuals and couples as they build a family. Wendy was actually kind enough to provide two boxes of her fertile affirmations cards for a giveaway on Instagram, which is super cool. So if you check out the Go Find Out Instagram page at Go Find Out Podcast, all that you have to do to enter to win is to like the giveaway post, follow the Go Find Out Podcast and fertile affirmations on Instagram. Instagram, and tag a friend who might also be interested in winning a box of Fertile Affirmations cards. The contest does end on Friday, October 2nd at midnight, and winners will be announced on October 3rd on Instagram, and then I'll also give a shout out to the winners on the next episode. You'll hear more about the Fertile Affirmations cards and what they are in the interview with Wendy here in just a moment, but the cards are really quite pretty, so super cool whoever wins them. In my personal update, I will talk about an oldie but goodie book by Nancy Lublin that came out in 2010 called Zilch, How to Get More for Less in Business. All right, on to my personal update. I thought that I would talk about another book that seriously helped me to see a different way of doing business, and that's a book by Nancy Lublin called Zilch, How to Get More for Less in Business. As a solo entrepreneur, you really have to wear many different hats, as many of you know if you are running your own business. Um, you are the head of marketing, finance, content creation, customer service, just to name a few. If you have the money, you could try to outsource those things to you know freelance contractors, but that does take some money that you probably don't have if you're just starting up or, you know, if you're in the first year or two of your business. So rereading Zilch, I found this line to be especially true, not just for nonprofits, but also for businesses run by solo entrepreneurs. Unlike big business, we may not be proficient in creating brands through research focus groups, but we're positively brilliant at creating brands by being unique, simple, consistent, and relevant. This absolutely rings true for small businesses. Where big companies can throw money at research and marketing, a small business might have zero funds for research and a small amount or nothing for marketing, right? Rather than digging into the red by throwing money at running ads or promotions, a small business is more likely to be successful by focusing on more organic customer relationship building, by creating great, authentic social media, or providing free content in exchange for building an email list of interested subscribers. So I've tried the opposite as a small business by running Facebook ads. And though it was fun to like get statistics on things like engagement or page views or click-through rates, right? Sounds super fancy. Um, the money spent on getting those things doesn't always result in a sale or getting someone to subscribe to your email list. I've honestly gotten better results simply by focusing on creating interesting social media posts and by engaging with followers. 
But the reason that I bring all this up is that I feel that there has been this sort of like push for small businesses to act more like big businesses by throwing money at marketing. And, you know, hey, if you have the money to do that, then sure, go for it. But you might not get the return on investment that you expect. If you're paying for ads because you feel that it will free up more time to focus on other things, then instead you might consider just outsourcing your marketing altogether by paying a freelance social media manager who can help you create more content and engage with your audience. But that might be at the cost of losing the authenticity of you engaging with your audience. So rather than, you know, throwing money at ads or, you know, throwing money at a social media manager, it might really be a better return of investment of your time to, you know, spend the time to build up your social media or do other free things like connecting with other people in your field and maybe doing cross promotions with them that are free, which is really great to kind of capture somebody else's audience. And then, you know, in payback, they sort of capture your audience. This was really just one of the things that I really picked up from this book um, is to try to do as many grassroots things for free that you can rather than just kind of trying to throw money at problems. There are a ton of other suggestions where businesses can take lessons learned from nonprofits and apply them to their own business practices. I highly recommend checking this book out and I will make sure to leave the link for it in the show notes. And again, it's an older book. So, you know, chances are you can probably get a used copy somewhere for fairly cheap or it is available as an ebook on Amazon. Okay, let's get to the interview with Wendy. Today, I'm speaking with Wendy Izell, who is a licensed clinical mental health counselor and reproductive coach. During this episode, we'll be focusing on Wendy's journey of creating fertile affirmations cards, which are a mindfulness-based tool to help motivate and support individuals and couples through their family-building journey. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you, Jennifer. It's great to hear your voice. Super excited to talk to you. Now, I understand that you have been providing general counseling for kind of a wide range of clients since you were licensed in around 1999. Mm -hmm. When did you actually start leaning kind of more heavily towards providing reproductive-related counseling and coaching services? Yeah, I have. Um, I've really enjoyed working with children and families for many years. But then after my own journey with infertility, birth trauma, and postpartum anxiety, I started really embracing the reproductive health counseling and coaching. I gave myself the gift of time to do my own personal healing and then just jumped right in and absorbed all the research and trainings I could find related to reproductive health across the lifespan. So now 12 years later, it's truly a passion. I offer resources and guidance to men, women, couples on what exactly their family building options are. So, and I think you and I were talking beforehand, like donor egg, donor sperm, donor embryo, surrogacy, adoption, or child-free living. So fertility trauma, birth trauma, pregnancy and infant loss, and also do a lot with perinatal and postpartum mood disorders. That's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. It is broad, deep and wide. I feel like a lot more people are affected by difficulty with fertility than we think. It's, it's not really a subject that people tend to talk about openly. Oh, I agree. And we're just now in the last couple of years really seeing it on social media. I mean, Instagram is, is my spot, but people are really embracing that it's okay to not be okay. Where can I get information? Where can I get support? And there's this, this misunderstanding or this myth that it's all a female issue. And it really isn't. It is split even 
evenly between a woman's issue or a man's issue. And then it's a combination split of about 20% of a, of a combination factor. Wow. And so do you tend to work with a lot of couples who are kind of dealing with either, you know, infertility or other issues as opposed to just necessarily like the female partner? Interestingly enough, it's very broad. So a lot of folks will come to me and it's, it's not necessarily the counseling or the coaching. It's okay, we've dealt with this. So we need to know what all our options are. Do we want to go for adoption? I see a lot of couples who are older in life. So society tells us, oh yeah, you can do it all. Well, really guys can, but we can't. The girls, we're only born with a certain amount of eggs. And so I'll see some 40s, mid 40s folks who are like, okay, we need to we need to, to donor embryo or donor egg. So a lot of it is is that route. Earlier I said you know, that you wouldn't necessarily just be working with a female partner, and I should probably change that because there are so many non-traditional couples. Oh, yes. I do a lot of same-sex family building. So men and men with um, donor egg and surrogacy hmm. and a lot of female couples. And I also see a lot of single parents by choice. So men who haven't found a partner who really want to be a dad hmm. and women who have not found a partner and really want to be a mom. It's really nice to have those kind of options. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't feel like I've really seen a lot of coaching and uh, like counseling options for non-traditional folks yep. who want to be parents. Can you can you explain a little bit about what the Fertile Affirmations cards and the app, what, what they actually are? Oh, I'd love to. Fertile Affirmations are a mindfulness-based tool for your wellness toolbox. So anyone who has gone through or is going through fertility challenges, wants a more peaceful pregnancy, or needs support postpartum, understands the worry and anxiety associated with these life challenges. It's it's really natural to have anxious thoughts, but the science behind it has proven the more we focus on negative thoughts, the more cortisol, adrenaline is released in our bodies. And that just makes us feel sick. Mm-hmm. It makes us sick, unmotivated, depressed. So really reframing those thoughts to more logical, productive affirmations releases the feel-good neurotransmitters like dopamine. Reminds us of our resiliency and our ability that we can do hard things. Yeah. And what people love about the app is the portability. So I have a lot of people who see numerous doctor's appointments, whether it's with conception and fertility issues or pregnancy, maternal fetal medicine, so they have a complicated pregnancy or even postpartum. So it can be very triggering and overwhelming and, and having your mantras and your affirmations on your phone at your fingertips, great way to calm the nervous system in the moment. And then nobody can actually see what you're doing too on your phone. Exactly. You're not carrying around a deck of cards in your purse. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and it seems like too, what a great tool. I think anybody can be susceptible to negative thoughts and sort of like spiraling out of control. Oh, yeah. And so what a great thing to just be like, okay, when I recognize that I'm experiencing those negative thoughts, yes. then immediately going to those fertile affirmation cards or the app and trying to pull yeah. yourself out. That's a great idea. There's so many tools that we can pack in our toolbox. So if an affirmation doesn't work today, put it back in there. It might work tomorrow. I'm an app person. I mm. love apps. I love mantras. I love cards. So I have a ton of them on my phone that I just, all right, I'm sitting at the grocery store waiting for my pickup for my groceries. I'm going to sit here and do a five minute meditation. When did you actually first get the idea to create the cards? I used to have notebooks full of affirmations related to fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and just life in general. Mm. I would keep a little notebook under my pillow (laughs) and write down affirmations if I woke up in the middle of the night so I wouldn't forget. Mm. So, but I eventually narrowed them down to about a hundred in a Word document and would just pass them out to clients. And one day I was just sitting with my own 
practice, my own meditation practice right now, mantras and affirmations just hit me. It's like, I'm going to make these look pretty. I'm going to take them off this Word document and I'm going to, I'm going to make them pretty, put them into a deck of cards. How did that actually work? Like what was the process to actually create the cards? Um, Affirmations, guided meditation, journaling, the mantras, they really were what brought me through some of the darkest moments Mm -hmm. in my own personal journey. So especially affirmations. So I wanted the art to be really special. Mm -hmm. So I worked with a few graphic artists and it was mostly computer generated art that really didn't speak to me. Mm. So I met a local artist here, Kelly, at a festival and her oil paintings were amazing. And she had this little edge. She's a belly dancer. So that made it even more intriguing. And I, I told her I was trying to do the deck and I had no idea what type of image I wanted. Didn't know what it looked like, but I had the words. Mm. I had strong, descriptive adjectives, verbs, just the words. And she and I brainstormed and the Fertile Affirmations Goddess logo was born. So I have the oil painting sitting right behind me in my office here. Oh, nice. So then I I turned the logo, the box style, and the affirmations I'd been writing over to another graphic design artist here, and she put it all together for the printer. Wow. And so then you just like find a printer and kind of work with them? Well, I had, I'm a big research person. And so I had been researching the different ways of publishing cards and books and found a lovely independent company in Oregon. Okay. And she walked me through the self-publishing arena because that that was what connected with me was going the Mm self-publishing route and connected me with a printer out of Rhode Island. And I already had the trademark and the ISBN number, which I'm sure you're familiar with ISBN writing books yourself. Mm -hmm. And they helped me and the graphic designer get everything print ready and printed. And now Fertile Affirmations are in a couple of local stores and I do mostly online. Wow. And so did you just like go into the stores and we're like, hey, I had this product. I wonder if you'd be interested. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I sent hundreds of emails around here. Hundreds. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So be prepared for some no's, but it, it eventually landed in a couple of local stores here, which I'm pleased. And I almost feel like once it lands into a couple of stores, then you can be like, well, these are being carried by X amount of stores in this area, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then people yeah. kind of get on board with it. That's it. Yes. So now when you first kind of mentioned to others that you were creating the Fertile Affirmation cards, did you experience any sort of like pushback or naysayers who maybe didn't think that they would do well? You know, Jennifer, everyone has been really supportive. I'll say the only pushback I had were a few people vocalized, which I find interesting now in our times of unrest in different places. Mm. But they said I should only print the porcelain goddess deck and not the warm goddess deck due to cost and in case they didn't so, and and my response to that was, people want to see their goddess represented. Yeah. They goddesses don't come in one skin tone. Right. So I printed both, and actually the warm sells the best. That's fantastic. I also had to unpack and reframe my own inner naysayer because mm. at the time the process seemed very huge and daunting, and so I, I had to do a little work with my own inner naysayer. Yeah, I think sometimes those can be the most difficult voices are the ones that come from our own mind. Yes, and just kind of pushing past that. Did you do anything? Do you feel felt like that helped you to push back against that inner voice? Well, my affirmations and my mantras, it's really about acknowledging them and giving them permission to be there and then reframing it to, okay, what is logical? What do I know to be true? What is going to be productive for whatever thought that was? Yeah. Reframe. Yeah. What would you, what would you say that your biggest challenge has been in creating the cards? Time, 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 time. My main goal has always been 
been to be present and active with my two daughters. So all the research, development, and marketing with Fertile Affirmations would happen after they went to sleep. So add the full-time counseling practice, and you can definitely see 24 hours in a day is certainly not enough. Wow. That's a lot to be taking on. I mean, it's been quite a long process, and I've just learned to be patient. And that has been my mantra. Patience, patience, it will come. Trust your journey. Because it has. It's all fallen into place. Not in a year, not in two years, but it has fallen into place as the timing should have. I'm assuming that it kind of came with its own challenges to, to create that. Yes, that was actually fun. I was lucky enough to work with students in the technology department here at UNCW, and they were brilliant, so talented. It it took about a year to develop and test the Android version and then seven months for the Apple version. So it was, it was a very long process. I had originally researched app development companies, and in my research found that our university had just started, I mean, like that year, an app development program. So from a financial perspective, it was much more reasonable as far as cost. Yes, absolutely. So, How long was it between when the physical cards came out and when the app came out? Was there a large gap in time? There was. It was about four years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that yep. just says a lot to your patient of, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to get there. I'm, you know, I know it's going to happen. I just have to wait yeah. for the right moment and the right opportunity. Well, and I just, and I'm clueless about, you know, you, you have spam from um, different countries saying, here, we'll make an app for you. Cause I had been researching for a while and I was like, maybe it's not going to happen. And those were the naysayer thoughts. And then it just, I was like, you know what, let me call the university because I'm always finding that our community colleges and the university have something for the community. Right. And voila, literally that year, awesome. it was like, yeah, we, we just started this program. Come on over. We'd love to talk. <laughs> You're like, okay, perfect. So I was like, thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> what habit do you feel has helped you to most be successful in creating the Fertile Affirmations cards and app? The habit that's helped me the most has been maintaining or trying to maintain a self-care routine. Mm-hmm. So I'm nowhere near perfect at this and it evolves daily, but having a self-care plan that includes all parts of self been a real sanity saver for me. Things like hydration, sleep, nutrition, movement, writing, guided meditation, quality time with my tribe, regular affirmations. That That's what keeps me striving for balance and the habit that's kept me most successful with staying true to the journey of the cards and the app. What do you feel like you might have missed out on had you not taken the initiative to create Fertile Affirmations? Oh, that's a really great question, Jennifer. I feel like I would have missed out on showing my daughters that dedication and hard work do pay off in a sense of commitment and follow through. So as long as this journey has been, and especially in the current turbulent times, it's been a huge catalyst in empowering women and girls to really stick to it and follow through. Yeah. We, we love to dance around singing Beyonce, run the world girls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have to ask, do you have a personal favorite among your affirmation cards or maybe just an affirmation in general that's really kind of helped you the most? I do. I actually have a couple of them that I use every single day and I use in my counseling practice too. (laughs) The one is I am trusting my journey as I emerge whole and well. Mm. It's very general and can be applied to pretty much anywhere you are on your path of life and acknowledge, embrace, walk through. 
That's another one of my favorites. Because so often we're told, oh, it's going to be okay or think positive. And to me, that's that's toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. And it really invalidates that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And we can acknowledge and embrace anxious thoughts and then pause and shift them to walk through to more productive, affirming ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like you and I were talking before, that boosts our mood, motivates us to more positive actions. Oh, and and with the app version Mm -hmm. of the Affirmative Affirmations, my favorite feature is the create your own affirmation. So there's a feature that you can just make your own and add it to your shuffle. And I love to print those on the four by six photo paper and just add them to my box set. Oh, that's really cool. That's fun. And what advice would you give to listeners out there who have an idea for a product, but they're not really sure where to start? I'm going to go right back to check out your local community college or university because most of them have small business centers that offer free, 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 Mm. free seminars, workshops, and business coaching on all aspects of entrepreneurship product development, starting a business, that's, that has been a very valuable resource for me, our local community college, small business center, and our university. And I would also say, give yourself time and patience. Definitely. Do you think that you would want to do another line of products similar to this, but maybe focus like this is fertile affirmations or so maybe more focused on a different you know journey that people are taking? That is so interesting that you asked that. I have notebooks full of Ooh, ideas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Just because 60% of my work is reproductive health, but I have a, you know, definitely a history of general and I can see how helpful it is with children, with teenagers, with adults, with young people, like you were talking about your own career coaching and counseling. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it's so valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say, because I've seen a lot of affirmation decks for adults, but now that you mentioned children, I really don't think that I've seen very many options for for kids. Just throwing that out there. I could show you my notebook. There's a million ideas in there. I have probably 20 notebooks scattered across my house. They're projects in the making. That's what's happening. That's it. That's it. So where can listeners find you online to purchase your affirmation cards or learn more about your coaching and reproductive counseling services? Fertileaffirmations.com has all the information, the affirmation decks and the links to the Google Play and the Apple App Store are all there. And now you're located in North Carolina, which is where you primarily practice, right? Mm-hmm. But now you also provide virtual coaching. So would you be able to potentially work with reproductive clients for coaching who are in different states than you? I do. As long as there's not a trauma or crisis emergency mm-hmm. and we are coaching as far like in particular, I see mm-hmm. a lot of folks coaching wise who want direction on which option best suits their needs. Like you and I were talking earlier about adoption, donor egg. Donor. So with the group that I'm with, it's a mental health professionals group, the American Society for Reproductive Medicine. We have access to the Society for Assisted Reproductive Technology. So there's data at our fingertips that we can share with people, give them direction, clinics, tons of opportunity for information sharing. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Wendy. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Wendy. Her insights on negative thoughts apply, I feel like, to everyone. And I thought it was really important to repeat that negative thoughts can affect our bodies physically. This is a big one for me. Sometimes I'll get almost fixated on an upcoming event and just keep kind of replaying the potential negative things that could happen. Or I'll come up with a potential negative thing that could happen in the future and just not be able to really like pull my mind away from those negative thoughts without some kind of external assistance. 
it's much easier to stay in that rut of negative thinking. And it really takes like real effort to climb out of that hole of negative thoughts. So I can definitely see how an app or a deck of affirmation cards could be a helpful tool to getting out of that hole of negativity. For me, I tend to find something else to do, like gardening or cleaning, and then I turn on a podcast to distract my brain. Sometimes that's just not enough, though. One other thing that can really help me is Notes from the Universe by Mike Dooley. They're basically a daily email of a note written as if it's from the universe to try and remind you of your importance in the world. They're described on the website as short and humorous reminders of life's magic and our power. They're sort of one of those law of attraction type things. And to be quite honest, I do go back and forth on how I feel about the whole law of attraction thing. But when I'm stuck in that draining spiral of negative thought, reading a note from the universe sometimes helps. And honestly, it's just sometimes helpful to remember that not everything is as big and important as I'm making it out to be in my mind. If you're interested in signing up for the notes from the universe, um, they're totally free. You can go to uh, tut.com, that's tut.com, and subscribe. They're not a sponsor or anything like that. I just really like them. So, you know, if they're helpful for me, maybe they'll be helpful for somebody else out there. On the flip side of the negative thoughts thing, Wendy also spoke today in the interview about toxic positivity. So now I try to be a pretty positive person, but coming from a mental health counseling background, I also know that telling people everything will be okay or, you know, everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to, it's really not that helpful. Not only because I'm a firm believer that if you want something to happen a certain way that you have to take action to help it along, but also because, as Wendy said, telling someone, oh, it's going to be okay when their world is falling down around them invalidates their feelings. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes it kicks you in the teeth and you think it will never get better. Sometimes horrible things happen to us and being told that it's going to be okay is pretty infuriating because it kind of dismisses your need to just sit with that feeling. To repeat Wendy's statement, it's okay to sometimes not be okay. So this is especially true right now with the pandemic, political upheaval, and what I hope is turning into a new civil rights movement that will remove or eradicate the rampant systemic racism here in the States. There are going to be days when you are not okay. And it's okay to not just slap a smile on and pretend that everything's fine because it isn't. But if you fall into that spiral of negativity and you struggle to get out of it and find that you maybe aren't interacting with life the way that you once were, then it's also okay and important to seek professional assistance to help you climb out of that hole. And if you're not sure where to start to get help, you can call this national helpline at 1-800-487-4889. It's confidential, it's free, it's available 24 hours a day, and it's in both English and Spanish. I'm also going to drop a link in the show notes for that, just in case you are interested in reaching out. Okay, I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode and the interview with Wendy. Next week will be a solo show because it's episode number 20, you guys. I'm so excited to have you guys listening to the show, and I can't believe that we've made it to number 20 already. I kind of feel like the episodes have just kind of flown by. For the solo show, I'm going to be talking about how to start where you are and the importance of not getting caught up in holding off on chasing after your dream by using excuses. All right, until next time, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at gfopodcast or follow me on Instagram at gofindoutpodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.